This is Saturday, July 2nd, and we finish out our week of podcasts in our series, Grace Under Pressure. Today, I want to start with a a story about a woman named Heather Kopp. A few years back, she got honest about her life. She'd published about a dozen Christian books, and as a longtime Christian, Heather never expected to become an out-of-control alcoholic. But that's the place where she got her life, too. It began slowly, but soon she found herself keeping private stashes of booze tucked behind books in her study, or zipped into a special compartment in her oversized purse, or at the back of her closet wedged inside her boots. During the day, she wrote books about God and prayer and family, and at night she'd lock herself in her bathroom to guzzle Chardonnay. Amazingly, she was able to hide the extent of her drinking from the rest of the world, her husband included. Here's what Heather said. Ironically, instead of being a source of hope, my Christian background only increased my sense of hopelessness. On the one hand, I knew I was a phony, a hypocrite, and a liar. But on the other hand, I was convinced I'd experienced a genuine conversion to Christ in my teens. Where do you turn for hope when you already have the answer? Now, this is the story of the Apostle Paul. On Sunday, Dave preached about the conversion of this man that went on to become the Apostle to the Gentiles. Of course, his problem, like Heather's, was that he was so religious. He was blind to his addictions, his anger, and his sin. Here's our text for today. Acts chapter 9, verse 3 to 9. As he, Paul, neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground, and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Now the men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Now Paul in his story was one of the most faithful Jews in all Israel. He was living the life of a hypocrite, though. He claimed faithfulness to the law of God, but at the same time he was plotting how he could arrest and kill Christians. Now this just doesn't make sense. The law speaks so clearly about the preservation of life. But Paul was so deeply drawn in by his legalism, he couldn't see how desperately sick he actually was. So how could his life possibly change? It didn't happen because he pulled himself together and saw what a fool he'd been. No, it took Jesus appearing to him and confronting him. You see, we don't make a change of course, of direction in our own lives. We can't bring ourselves to repentance and turn ourselves to God. It turns out that this is a gift of God. It's really the flip side of the coin of faith. The good news is that Jesus came to the rescue, and that's what Jesus has done in our lives. 
In the case of Paul, he blinded himself. It's as if Paul didn't begin to see the truth about his life and condition until he was blind and had to be led along by the hand. This is why when we talk about grace, it is all about the compassion of Jesus coming to us and rescuing us, even from ourselves. That's why I shared the story of Heather. Of course, her hiding can only last so long, but it had to get worse for her to get honest. Evening blackouts became the norm, drinking in the bathroom at restaurants, driving away from the house at night to drink by herself, memory lapses, until she just couldn't keep it up any longer. It was not easy seeking help. It wasn't easy to admit her addiction. She was like a drowning person fighting her rescuer. Ultimately, she sought help. Here's what she said. How do you explain to people that it has little to do with willpower or being strong, but almost everything to do with knowing that you are weak and powerless? That only when you give up fighting to control your addiction do you give God room to fight for you. It's beautiful, isn't it? What does this look like? Well, it looks like the kind of surrender we see with Paul. It means seeing that I'm not in control of my life. I do not do the things I want. I am not the person I want to be. I see patterns of thought and behaviors that I cannot change. They are coming to define me, and I cannot control them. I have anxieties I cannot calm, fears and insecurities. This is when we can begin to see the power of God and His grace. We can begin to hope in Christ. And then, He leads us to a different life, a life of peace. But like Paul, we don't easily get there. As for Heather, usually our world has to fall apart. We have to come to the end of ourselves. But it's there we find Jesus has been loving us all along. Now, as I think about Paul on the Damascus Road, it really is remarkable that Jesus loved him. He who did all he could do to destroy those who had actually come to faith in Jesus. But you see, this is the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus is all of grace. And this is where Jesus meets each of us today, showing us his love and his grace. Let's pray. Father of light, we've been playing the game so long, we can't give it up. We've been living the same way for so long, we can't believe that our lives could really change. Give us hope in Jesus. Rescue us that we might praise your name. For the sake of Jesus, we pray. Amen.